I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. And yes, I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, who is feeling a little bit better today. A little bit. Better enough to join in and and help us uh, with the show today. I'm glad to have him back. And those of you who are used to watching us on YouTube, my humblest apologies to you yesterday for my little snafu. Uh, apparently on my own, juggling all of the um, <laughs> all of the technical stuff. I forgot to hit the record button. Oh, man. And so <laughs> there was no YouTube of yesterday's show. So if you were wondering, where did it go? Well, it didn't go anywhere because it never happened. And so that was my bad. Totally my bad. So I just wanted to say apologies to you, but JC's back now and he's hit record. And <laughs> he can hit the button. <laughs> so we have a couple things that I want to talk about today. It's We're good gonna, to have a purpose in life. Oh, I know, right? You you can And to know your purpose. And know your purpose. You can hit the button. I'm the button presser. <laughs> or a button reminder person. I don't know. So I got some some crazy stories, some great stories today. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said uh, no to the wall. That should be no surprise. But there's a sort of issue that I want to talk about in that. There's also, we're going to talk about today, um, Utah's hate crime laws. Uh, Fox News ran an article today. Uh, Attack entire shop shows Utah's hate crime law is worthless prosecutors say so we need to take this obviously from a real liberty perspective and look at that because we haven't addressed the hate crime issue for a while uh also there's a teacher who in new jersey who has been fired for guess what telling her first graders that santa is not real Interesting. I know your brain is spinning on that because I spun on that, too. And then uh, we also have coming up uh, a new a new uh, These people have their priorities. I know. Right. So that's don't get into the show before we get into the show. <laughs> but also Donald Trump has put up William Barr as someone that he wants as a possible replacement for Jeff Sessions. Well, that's a throwback. Oh, tell me about it. I think we need to talk about that for sure. 
And why don't we just go ahead and start there since I have that up there. Uh, William Barr is a former H.W. Bush era attorney general. Right. Right? Way back. And so his resume, I I don't know. Uh, Maybe you have a little bit more insight on the psyche of Donald Trump than I do. (laughs) (laughs) But what is his attraction to these these legal mega monsters i mean seriously this guy well bar yeah go ahead go no no i I was just gonna say trump i mean trump remember trump's the quote law and order guy i'm gonna be the law and order president i mean if that's what you're getting at these big sort of heavy-handed oh yeah no status kind of seriously yeah okay so he so, was nah, he was in the cia from 1973 to 1977 he was on the white house domestic policy policy staff under ronald reagan he served with hw uh, bush attorney general and why i mean you actually have people according to fox news screaming out to Donald Trump, hey, this guy's going to be worse than Jeff Sessions. Well, how, I, so how do you go from, from I mean, Sessions was a Bush-Clinton-Obama nod, and now you're going to go to this guy who is a, another Bush nod. We've already talked about I the th- fact that there's no difference between the Bush and the Clinton empires, Well, you politically have, speaking. You have to, uh, okay, here's my two cents on this. You, you have to look at this guy. You have to know a little bit of the history. And, of course, uh, anyway, looking back on the Bush administration and and this guy's stuff, just off the top of my head, um, you have to look at that in the current context where Donald Trump is now with all these these, uh, targeted investigations and then uh, the courts constantly uh, basically targeting anything that he does, overturning anything that he does. So th- the key to this is Barr's historic position on presidential power. So I think that's um. the core of what's going on here with, with this choice. So he's he's a guy that supports, um, you know, pretty... Well, that was what they said about ex- Kavanaugh, too. They wanted... Kavanaugh was the nomination because he was a I support presidential power kind of guy, too. Well, there was more to, I mean, that, yeah, certainly that's part of it, but there was more to that. And I think that was overblown, but, but this, yeah, this but guy generally supports uh, pretty, pretty expansive presidential powers, uh, historically, as far as different things that he supported and, you know, made statements on in, in the Bush administration. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I, th- I think that's where this is at. I mean, I, that's the core of. This choice, I think. So you think Donald Trump... He needs defenders. Donald Trump needs defenders. Donald Trump wants presidential power supported. Uh, I I guess that's one way to say it. But I think the president feels under assault. And so he needs someone on his side. Uh, So so he's looking for some armor It's not like, hey, I want a bigger... You know, I want more presidential... It's not like, I want more presidential power. I want to be a... A, a bigger a tyrant and a, you know whatever right. i just it's a reaction so he's thing. looking for an armor bearer i think so yeah okay well that makes sense but this is not obviously this is not a good choice from a liberty perspective and no I, perhaps I just, not uh but. but seriously thinking and and then you know trump go, or the our 
Fox goes on, was that a Freudian? Fox goes on to say uh, that that Trump is still indicating that he could go with someone else. And they're talking about Texas Representative John Ratcliffe or former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. And I'm like, okay, so there's 100 billion people in the world, right? You didn't hear that, did you? Yeah, 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 I remember you saying <laughs> We watched. Uh, who, where was that? That was night? on the Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, Willy yeah, Wonka. Yeah. The what? what the, that's the new, the old one, right? Yeah. The old one is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Yeah. So uh, we were watching that, and the lady <laughs> says, "says Charlie, there's a hundred billion people in the world." <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, what world is she living in? In a hundred billion Pretty big one. people. Pretty big one. <laughs> but nonetheless, w- how many people do we have in America? How many people do we have that are bar s- lawyers, right? Because you can just throw out anything else. They're not going to go for anybody else. And how many of them, uh, we have to keep rehashing this. We have become a political aristocracy that is built on favors and not on principles. You see, Chris Christie's still operating like he, it, like the world owes him something in politics, or at least certainly the Republican Party owes him. Well, but I, yeah, and and that's true. That is true. Certainly, you recycle all these guys. I mean, there are other people, but th- at the same time, on on the other side of it, you know, you look for experience. You look for. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Chris Christie's experience as attorney general. Right. Yeah. How about prosecuting whistleblowers? Right. uh, Corruption as a governor. Seriously, that's the kind of experience we want to keep putting up there. And this short term memory lapse that happens in the the political parties and even in the media. You know, you got Laura Ingram going, oh, Chris Christie, Chris Christie. And I'm like, are you freaking serious? Do you not remember the corruption in New Jersey? Under under Attorney General, yeah, Chris Christie. Now, I was oh, I was speaking about bars for experience. Yeah, right, but, right, yeah, I mean right. Chris Christie. I think the thing is, uh, one of the things is when you see the support from the media like that is the New York area connection. I, that the I mean, New York area arrogance, and I don't mean that as a derogatory statement to our New York followers. It's just this this media perception well, that the that that. The Northeast is the center of the universe. Yeah, and I I wouldn't necessarily say arrogance in that case, but it's sort of an insular, like what you said. That's that's their world. Yeah, and so maybe so I used the wrong word. That's what they pick but... from. That's what oh, they look that's at. Crazy. That's where the friends are. That's where the smart people are. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's a it's a little bit of uh, heightened pride, shall you say? But but definitely, there's a, there's an insular. You know, that's it. That is the center of right. the universe. New York, L.A. That's the media place. You know, the happening place and nothing gets covered. So, you know, the fact that if you have a connection there, then that's going to you're going to be higher on the list. You know what I mean? So somebody like Chris Christie and plus he ran for president. You know how that works. How many times we had that conversation? You, You you can be an absolute nobody except that you ran for something and all of a sudden you're somebody like now you're a celebrity like you're introduced political celebrity status yeah you're introduced on shows as you know so and so who ran for right, right? you run for and lose <laughs> so you're saying hey here's how many people have loser. become paid political consultants who have blast out now blogcasts radio yeah, shows whatever because they simply ran. because they ran for office yeah so it's you know and people know that 
some people know that and use it, right? They use right. it to their advantage. So they. So we should run for office just so we can get people bigger have told, followers. People have told you that. We've heard that come at us all the time. Well, it doesn't matter. Run just run, run and just then you run. can expand your, you know, your reach. So that's a, a lot of why they do that. And then, of course, at the same time, not to say that's what Chris Christie did. Chris Christie's an attorney and prosecutor and all that. You know, he had all those positions, but he did some some pretty almost mafioso tactics almost well clearly mafioso <laughs> tactics yeah. a lot Gar- of people don't Gary know Aldrich. i was gonna say a lot of people don't know <laughs> the backstory with that guy. yeah but, ask gary google gary aldrich chris christie but back to bar uh so it's a again just like many of these other guys it's a mixed bag Mm -hmm. so you you'll look at certain things like his abortion you know like he went through confirmation and he gave his answer on abortion uh you know i remember he just said he just said straight up he answered really in an honest way which was unusual at the time even joe biden commented on it Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E. Glad to have you with us here today. Um, I had some technical difficulties during the break, so I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do. So we're going to skip over that little thing, and we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and, and I'm looking at this, this article here. Pelosi not budging. Dem leader won't accept DACA deal in exchange for wall money. Jason, can you imagine the first thing that comes to my mind when I see this? Just just from a liberty perspective, what in the world is Nancy Pelosi doing answering for 450 other people? I mean, this this whole hierarchy in our House of Representatives is is ridiculous it is unconstitutional it is tyrannical and we talked about this when when the republicans had the house as well but the idea that the house majority leader ultimately decides what our representatives can and cannot vote on well she's the leader of the majority party if you don't get the democrats to support it then it doesn't go anywhere and she speaks on their behalf i understand that but there's more than just the Democrats there, and she doesn't. It, this is not the House of Representatives is not supposed to be operating based on on party alliances. Each individual representative represents an individual district in America. Well, apparently they're saying they agree with her. No, I mean, okay, is but, somebody speaking out? I mean, I get what you're saying. No, the whole point of of a republic is equal representation. And what you have with this majority leader tyranny that happens every single term, every single year, depending on who's in power, the minority has no voice. 
The whole purpose of a republic is so that a minority has the same voice as a majority. And because we have House uh, majority leaders, uh, it's fine. Have a majority leader uh, who speaks on behalf of your party. But that person ought not have the authority and control to determine what the entire House can or cannot vote on. And that is one of the evils that I see of the political party paradigm that we have. You mean as far as something going to the floor? Yes. Absolutely going to the floor. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the Dems are going to go along with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, Yeah, but see, it's not about the Democrats. She's denying the Republicans their voice, too. And she's denying anybody who would be, as an individual person, den- uh, you know, not not agree with her and not even have the opportunity to debate this, to bring it to the floor, to bring it to 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 even vote on it. This is not how government is supposed to work. We are not supposed to be dictated to by some party leader who now overrides. We are operating like a like a pure democracy in the House of Representatives and not a republic. So if you live in a district where you have an independent candidate or you live in a district where you have a Democrat that doesn't agree with Nancy Pelosi or you live in a district you have a Republican, Green Party, Libertarian or whatever, you do not have equal suffrage in the House of Representatives. Yeah, I don't I don't like the way that that stuff's carried out that happens at state in state level legislators legislatures as well. It's probably I, more egregious on the state level. Yeah, I think it's a fundamental flaw in in how we conduct uh parliamentary uh, business uh, yeah yeah yeah. and so i i really think there's been it's been like it for a long time so you basically what you're talking about you have the the majority leader the leader of the majority party determines the legislative schedule right so what's going to be heard so i think so like there's only a limited number of, of things like say okay we're only going to hear 12 bills and these are the bills that come to the floor and then it, and everything well too bad so i i do think there should be some way particularly in with technology the where we are now with apps right. and you know all this sort of stuff there should be able to a way for any representative to put forward a bill and then everyone well here's have a, their say one way or another here's a solution not only not only to have their say, but to be accountable to what they do. Exactly, right? Because na- there's so many situations they don't even have to vote; they don't even have to do anything. Well, you'll have your your congressman who'll come and say, "Well, Christine, you can't possibly hear all the legislation that comes before the House. There has to be choices made." Well, I have the solution for that when we come back. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show, Chris Ann Daily Hall Daily Journal. This is Chris Ann Hall. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And those of you who are watching us on uh, YouTube right now, because I did actually push the button today to, to record, you get to see J.C. and one of the new LFU uh, t-shirts that we have for sale at Liberty First Gear. And remember the website, if you're watching it on YouTube, it's right there on the ticker below, bit.ly forward slash Liberty First Gear, where the first letter of Liberty First Gear, Liberty First Gear, first letter of each word is capitalized. This is the Christmas Addicts t-shirt. Yeah. So it's, it's got a portrait of Christmas Addicts and it says Liberty's First Martyr. Uh, Christmas Attic 1770. It's got the, I don't know if you can <laughs> see the stuff on the back. He, they can see the writing. I'll read it. It says, his feet were first in perilous place to tear, to tear the king's flag down. His breast was first rent apart that liberty's stream might flow. For our freedom now and forever, his head was first laid low. Ode to Crispus Attics. <laughs> See, this is why Pretty this cool. stuff is really, really, really awesome. Uh, a way to... Um, I like the quality of it. It's Oh, and the t-shirts the are really nice. soft. Yeah. yeah, it's a really soft thing. In the end, the screen printing is very, very nice. And we have... I have a shirt underneath because it's cold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, but, uh, it's 52 degrees so here So this is actually Florida short today. sleep, not long sleep. <laughs> Yeah, it's a short there. There's the end of the sleeve right there. So anyway, um, like we have the like I said, we have the ladies shirts. We have the Liberty First shirts. Uh, we have all kinds of things that are available to help break the ice and bring forward the truth. Uh, because, you know, we, we've got to yeah, you have to depend on the mailman because Santa's not real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So uh, a teacher in New Jersey will not be returning to the Montville Township Public School. At what state? New, New Jersey? Jersey. New Jersey, Montville Township Public School, because she told the students, bum, 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 Santa isn't real. And now, uh, I assume this is because of parental outrage. Yes. And so yes. now you know where this... Mm -hmm. Dumb parents are located. Right, right. Montville, New Jersey. Yeah, so Renee Ravtar, who is the superintendent, confirmed to Fox News that she was a substitute teacher. So said the substitute will not be with the district anymore. Oh, substitute. She's a substitute teacher. She's not the attending <laughs> teacher. So there you go. You lost your substitute teacher status. And she said that... Uh, Quote, childhood wonder associated with holidays and traditions is special to her, the, the, the superintendent. And she's calling it the Santa matter. <laughs> and that it's something that is very personal to her. And so it, it's interesting because uh, the, the story comes out. 30 miles northwest of New York City, I see. Mm -hmm, 30 miles northwest of New York City. Uh, it turns out that the students had asked the substitute, these are first graders now, had asked the substitute teacher questions about the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, the Elf on a Shelf, and Leprechauns. 
I never heard of Elf on the Shelf. I never heard of Elf on the Shelf either. I saw the Elf movie with, <laughs> what's that guy's name? He is so funny. My goodness. He's a, he's Will, a raving liberal. Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Raving liberal. <laughs> but Is he really? I, he's I think hilarious. so. But my goodness. <laughs> but, she, but, but the superintendent says that the teacher went about re- debunking it all. I, I, I could get why the parents would be upset. But come on. That's your priority? I know. Give me a break. I know. I mean, we got upset when Colton was in a Christian school and they were teaching him about the Easter Bunny. Was it Easter? No, it was was St. Patrick's Day. No, it wasn't St. Patrick's Day. It was was something something else. I I can't remember. No, the St. Patrick's was just just like, okay, hey, want to know the backstory? Here it is. Yeah, here's the real truth about St. Patrick's Day. It was just like four-leaf clovers and... Pots of gold and whatever. I'm like, wait a minute. You got a Christian yeah, story, story. <laughs> uh, actual Christian history yeah. in a Christian school, and you're teaching four-leaf clovers and pots of gold. With leprechauns uh, and stuff. <laughs> here's, here's some actual history. you know. So the but they were nice about it. Like, yeah. oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We'll tell. We'll share this with uh, the students. They said, we didn't know that. Right. Right. So that's what we're trying to talk about here. But Come this on is now, just parents. Silly. This is silly. She says the Santa matter, the superintendent said the Santa matter prompted a social media outcry from the parental community. This is why people lose hope in America <laughs> changing with stuff like this. Like, why don't you get upset about what your children are not being taught? Yeah. You know, not stupid stuff like like they're okay with the Marxism and communism and well, all this and if. Cr- if Ugh. the teacher, if if one of those first graders had stood up and said, we celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Jesus. Yeah, she'd have still been And then the fired. teacher said, no, no, no. And the teacher said, Jesus is not real. Oh, yeah, that would have right? been fine. If, if the teacher had said, Jesus is not real, then, you know, yeah. there, we wouldn't even be hearing about it on the news because sure. that would have been okay. Talk about dad. I mean, what is this? Sorry. My daughter is the hugest believer in the whole Christmas spirit. Really? Santa what? giving. Santa giving. Right. Santa giving no, is the Christmas commercialism. Spirit. Right. Greed. Greed. That's the Christmas spirit now. Greed. And she's into that. Right. Well, so this her. is what bothers me. OK. Uh, you like you said, it's the whole priority thing. And it's the fact that we have we have schools teaching religion. Well, it's just not. Uh, it's it's just a guy, uh, a, a sort of veiled religion in in an, an agenda right, rather than sure. than just simply, you know, because like I said, if she had said now, Sally, Jesus is not real and we don't talk about G.O.D. in school here. Yeah, but even the Santa thing. I mean, it, it, it's not only not only that, but but it's a parenting thing. Right. Like if so, if I'm the parent. And then the kid comes home, so oh, substitute so and so said whatever. I'd go, ah, she's an idiot, right? You know, move on, right? Give me a break. Or how about as a substitute teacher recognizing that this is not an academic issue, and say, you know what? Why don't you ask your parents about that question? Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, sometimes reality doesn't play out to our script. Right. Right. And that's what's always missing in these scenarios. Parental responsibility. Once, once again, <laughs> surrounding the field of education. Oh, but here's No the- one knows how to d- 
deal with controversy. No one knows how to talk. Like I said, the kid comes home. She says, this is what the substitute teacher says. Okay, you're a parent. Sit down and explain what you believe in your house. Take control. Use your mouth. Yeah. Like, it's always always this run to okay we have to punish somebody we need to make somebody lose their job we need to employ government force to to deal with this it's it's insane no one knows how to just deal with the situation and just here's, talk here to it the is kid. though jc it's because we have been trained into this this uh unabashed uh what oh, my brain is not working today this this idea that we cannot challenge the school system we cannot challenge what our teachers say we cannot challenge what's well, taught I mean, in they the school challenge but it, it, no but the parents we are teaching our children a slavish submission to whatever the teacher says and they go through college even right. saying you can't you can't disagree with the teacher and so if these parents really at home like you said would be like hey yeah. you know what she doesn't believe what we believe how and that's, many times have has cold i mean it's not a lot of times but Different things Colton has encountered, and he said, mm-hmm. "You know, so and so. I heard this said this, and he it will ask us, is this is this how it is or whatever?" And like, no, they're an idiot, and here's why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how hard is that? I, I like I the word ridiculous. It. I say the word ridiculous a lot. My husband likes the word idiot. Yeah, he says idiot a lot. <laughs> Thank you. So together we good we like ridiculous. They're ridiculous idiots. idiots. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> But nonetheless, you know, take control of your children and take control of your home. The stuff people get wound up about. But, you know, that's a that's a typical Christmas thing. Like Christmas, the Christmas season Mm -hmm. has become the season of controversy and and offense. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're on the left, on the right, Christian, non-Christian. Everybody's offended at something. Saying the word Christmas offense. You didn't not saying the word Christmas. It's, so you it's weren't all you weren't with me on the show yesterday. Don't have a Christmas tree. We talked Santa about offense. the racist Christmas tree yesterday on the on the show. You remember the racist Christmas oh, yeah. tree at the Minneapolis well, Police Department. That goes along with racist Charlie Brown. Racist Charlie Brown. Racist. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Rudolph Ru- the, the Red Nosed reindeer. reindeer. You still never told me what was racist about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's ra- it's racist and sexist apparently. Um, <laughs> I guess at one point, uh, I don't know the names, but uh, uh, Rudolph's dad mm-hmm. says to Rudolph's mom, "That's man's work." Oh, and so you know that's a that's a big big problem because people oh are offended. Goodness. I mean, I, I just I just don't. We understand. take I mean, ourselves way oh, too yeah, yeah. seriously today. Well, this is just that song. ridiculous. So here's the other one I heard. The song, uh, It's Cold Outside, right? <gasps> yes, baby, it's cold, cold outside. outside. And now apparently it's a, a uh, date rape song. Yeah, but <laughs> how, how many, like we have heard that song driving down the road mm-hmm. and we've chuckled and I said, there's the stalker song. I again. know, right? <laughs> and so what, right? You just like, oh, this is, this. it's a crazy song. This I is know, right? really sounds, you know, weird. And it's, it's. It's just funny. It is. You know what I mean? In it the is. sense of, like you said, people take it so seriously. It's like, we didn't take it seriously. Like, okay, that's bizarre. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, let's call the radio station. If you don't stop playing this song, we're going to boycott your radio station. I mean, people went bonkers. <laughs> and then the station, like, oh, we're not playing this song anymore. You can't just hear it and go, 
man, that is, how many songs come on the radio all the time? And I go, that is the stupidest. That's the worst song. Yeah. Am I calling somebody? Am I freaking out? You laugh. We, we move on. Some things are stupid. Some things are ignorant. Those things exist in the world. That's the mentality today of sanitize the world where it all is. There's no offense. There's no whatever, nothing that you don't like. And we can just control the world and make it nice and, and, and unoffensive. It, it's, it's crazy. Well, we need to have stupidity so that it brightens the path to what's really true and really right. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Almost forgot to push that button, JC. <laughs> You're doing good. You know, I'm doing good. But you know, I, let me let me say this before we. You have said often you need we need to suffer the words of fools, so that the truth can be discerned and that's the principle of having this free marketplace of ideas but when people are so set unsettled in their own principles that they can't even even accept that someone else is going to say something different they wouldn't agree in that there would even be stupidity in the world protecting people from stupidity does not make you smarter and 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 this is this hypersensitivity that we suffer today in society is just it's just ridiculous well, it's just just around, you know, this idea of of words, right? We when we were kids, we used to say sticks and stones, right? Yeah. Remember that sticks yeah. and stones may break my bo- break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That that's like out the door mm-hmm. today. Well, now we have hate crime laws based on words. Based based on words. By the way, uh, Fox News ran this article: Attack in Tire Shop shows Utah's hate crime law is worthless. And I, as a former prosecutor, uh, I really get annoyed at the way they keep calling these things hate crime laws. You don't go to jail for hate. You don't go to, well, I was about to say you don't go to prison for hate, but that's not quite how that works. What these are, it's not a crime to hate. It's not even a crime to say hateful things. But if you now these laws are written in such a way that it's what we call an enhancement. So if you're committing a crime and you say hateful things in my little air quote things, then your punishment can be enhanced. Now, listen to this story. So what we have is November 27th, uh, Alan Covington, an African-American male, walked into Lopez Tires in Salt Lake City and shouted, quote, I'm here to kill a Mexican. And then before he attacked Jose Lopez. <laughs> like, bro, this is Salt Lake City. I know, right? And a lot of Mexicans <laughs> around here. Before attacking H- Jose Lopez and his teenage son, Luis, uh, with a three-foot metal pole. Uh, and now they're upset because the hate crime enhancement cannot be applied to Covington 
because in Utah, hate crime enhancements only affect misdemeanors. They do not affect felony crimes. And so the prosecutor's ticked off because he can't apply this criminal enhancement. And for this, this crime, he's only looking at 26 years in prison. Now he's <laughs> What did he want? He, uh, right. He's 50 years old, right? 26 years in prison. So this is my problem with hate crime laws is, is multifold. Number one, it makes the prosecution mind patrol, right? We, we are now government mind patrol yeah, convicting it, people for what they think. Right. Because, so what they say, mm-hmm. right, is supposed to be an indication of their motivation, right. why they did it. You right. did this based on hatred, particularly racially, racial uh, racism, racially motivated right. hatred, right? So it's the idea mm-hmm. of uh, this, to me, the sort of broader notion of not the place for the legal system right. of stamping out hate, stamping out racism, and so I think it's a mis it's it's misguided. Well, not only that, the guy said he said the facts came out is that he actually was after a Mexican, not in general, you know, just terms, looking for a Mexican, not just looking for but a, a particular Mexican, guy who but a particular to be a Mexican, Mexican yeah. who he thought was part of a the of the quote Mexican mafia prison yeah. gang, right? So maybe he's already been to prison and he's got like saying, "Hey, any of you guys seen a Mexican guy around here? I'm." I'm here to kill him. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the a particular Mex- guy. Because he thought just- the tire shop was a cover place for the Mexican mafia yeah. gang. Which is probably kind of safe in Salt Lake City if you like, hey, I'm looking for a Mexican. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, right. So my <laughs> other problem with this is that it puts, it devalues other people's lives. So if you do not fit in the hate crime law, then now all of a sudden your life is of lesser value. This does not end racism. This actually makes it worse. You, you start dividing people based on colors and, and making enhancements for those things. Well, we're out of time, guys. We will see you next time. God bless. Let me know.